I, I'm definitely tired today. Thank you for joining Spazzing Out, America's podcast. It, it becomes increasingly difficult for me as I get older to wake up early in the morning. I go to bed later. <clears throat> I slept like crap last night. It was tough for me to get up. I, want, I was up early. It's like 6.15 or 6.20 right now. <clears throat> Literally, I, I've been up since like 4.30. I, I didn't sleep. And you think that you could kind of shake it off and get right into it so you could do the podcast, so we could do the podcast, and I could go to work. But I, I just sometimes I can't find myself waking up. I, I feel like I need to, like, you know, stretch in the morning. and uh, I, I could much do, better do the podcast at night because I'm more awake, but whatever. This is spazzing out. America's podcast, we do it five times a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. When I record the podcast, I do it live on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, but I can't do it on all of them all the time because I don't have enough equipment. So today we're on Facebook and we are on Instagram. Most of you do not, not even close, like less than 1% watch the live feed. Everybody is listening on an app when they're driving to work or something like that. I, I record the podcast around 6, 6.30. I upload it around 7, 7.15. It gets its most listens between 7 and 8.30 in the morning, somewhere around 750 streams a day per episode. The podcast is growing. It's doing well, not where it needs to be. I need you guys to do me a favor. Tell everybody about America's podcast, about spazzing out America's podcast and where they can get it. They can go to anthonypaziali.com. There's a bunch of links. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Ask Alexa to play spazzing out America's podcast. There are so many places for you to get the podcast. It's on everywhere. iHeartRadio, radio.com. You name it, it's got it. Just look up spazzing out SP. A-Z apostrophe N-O-U-T, America's Podcast. Subscribe to it. You'll get notifications. I would very much appreciate that. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get into it. There's a couple of things I want to talk about today. I, I have to get to remote asses. Remote asses is kind of a play on words. Instead of remote classes, it's remote asses. Because remote learning is just not working and it's a nightmare for the American parents. I also need to get to the child care cartel. The child care cartel is absolutely killing us as well. It, it's so expensive. If you have a kid, you understand how expensive it is for daycare, for child care, to have your little squirt be watched. It's it's a ridiculous amount of money, and the, and the child care cartel is squeezing our throats even tighter and taking more money from us as I watch our little brats so that we can go to work to barely squeak out a living just to pay their asses to watch our kids. The, the child care cartel is killing people. Although in my family, we're very lucky that we have Miss Annie, who is probably the best. She, you know what? She is the best. Fuck, she's the best grandmother on the planet, the best mom on the planet. And she extremely helps us out. And I hope that everybody else has someone like her that stepped up to the plate in this time of need when families are being crushed by the child care cartel. We'll talk about that. And I have to get to a conversation that absolutely upsets me about gun control. I don't have a gun. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to own a gun, to be honest with you. Many, many years ago, uh, back in maybe 2008 or something like that, I made comments on a radio show. I used to work on the Hillman Morning Show on WAAF 107.3. I made some stupid comments 
jokingly though, by the way, about President Obama and I received a visit from Secret Service. And after that point, uh, or while I was being investigated by them, they basically said, you know, you're never going to be able to get a gun. And I don't have any want to have a gun anyways. I, I don't really, I mean, I, I would like to go hunting. Now my son, Narium, he's a great shot. My, my son has a bunch of guns. He has shotguns. He has rifles. He, they, you know, they got the hand cannon. Um, he's got like an AR 16, M16, or I don't know what the fuck, bro. I don't know guns. It's just, it, it's the thing is like pop, 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 pop. Now, of course, they're not his guns. They're his grandfather's guns, who is a, a, an expert um, with guns, he, gun safety. I mean, this if you were ever going to teach your kid how to, how, to, how to have a gun, wash a gun, disassemble a gun, take care of a gun, properly store a gun, all the, all the gun safeties, this guy would be the guy you want to teach your kid. Pepe is what we call him, Nariam's grandfather on his mother's side, because as you know, my dad is dead and gone. He is just a, a phenomenal old school grandfather that makes sure my son gets his ass outside, but he's been teaching my son about guns since my, my kid was like two years old. He started out with fake guns, meaning, you know, like literally he started them with Nerf guns. They upgraded to BB guns. And now he shoots live rounds. And he's a hell of a shot. I mean, the kid can shoot. Which is cool. And he, and he practices gun safety. So, I think that's the way to do it. If you, I, I think that getting kids to, to learn about guns at a young age helps them understand how to be safe with guns, the dangers about guns, and how to properly control... I, I It's just... It's smarter to have them around it so they know about it as opposed to just plop, here's a gun when you're like 13, 14, or 20 years old and you, you know, you fucking put it in your mouth and you blow your brains out because you're butthurt over losing a game of Fortnite. Anyways, <clears throat> in California, what, what they're, they're doing something similar to what they do here in Massachusetts is they've passed some ordinances in a bunch of cities where you have to have your gun locked. I see. I don't have a gun, so I didn't know this shit that that they make you do this in Massachusetts too. But you have to have your your gun locked in a container, or it needs to be disassembled with with a with a trigger lock. What what's the point of that? Please, gun people, tell me what is what is the point of of owning a gun? I mean, if you're a hunt, if you're just a, a hunter. I guess it doesn't matter. You know, if you're hunting, the gun's for hunting. But if you have a gun for safety, you, you went, you live in a tough community, or you just, maybe you have a lot of cash in your house. You're a, you're a small business owner, and you keep a lot of cash at the house because you, you didn't go to the bank to make deposits, or you have valuable stuff in your house, and there's reasons for people to break in, or you just want to protect your damn family. What What is the point of having a gun to protect yourself if when someone breaks in, there's a law that you're like, you got to open the safe. I didn't know that this is how it was. And I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I, my head is going to just explode because the ignorance of people, the ignorance of liberals that, that are worried about what might happen at home with guns totally defeats the purpose of having a fucking gun. So here, here, so right now, let's just pretend right now I'm doing America's podcast, okay? Let's say I had a gun, but I abide by the rules. I, I, It's disassembled. It's got a gun lock. It's in one of those bags. It's got a key, and it, I got it in the safe. And an assailant breaks into my house with the gun. What do I say to the guy? I say, hey, 
bro, hold on. I need like 20 minutes. Then I, I got to go find the keys to the safe. Or, or maybe I got the, the combo. But I'm like, I right, hold on, bro. Yeah, yeah, okay. This, this, what, bro, just chill, man. And help yourself to some food in the fridge. Hey, wait, wait. Actually, don't help yourself to food in the fridge, bro. That, that's that's like, st that's stealing from me and my fucking family. So don't even touch my food. Why don't you just sit there? So now the guy's just waiting, right? Is that what you Hey, bro, hold on. You're, or maybe you're in bed. And you're, and you're laying there and you just, the guy's got the gun in your face. He's like, you know, where's the valuables? I don't, I don't know what, uh, assailants say to you when they break into your house. I, it, you know, if they come into my house, they walk around and they leave. Someone broke into my house, they come in and they'd be like, ah, this is definitely the wrong fucking house to be in. And then they get out. But if you're going to protect your family, do you really, I want you to consider this. Do, do you really have to unlock your safe, put your gun together, take out the trigger lock, and then you can load your, you can't have it loaded. Then you load it. Bro, like an hour later, you could get, you could say, hey man, let's go, let's get at it. It makes no sense whatsoever. And I had no clue that there were crazy laws like that. Cause I don't own a gun, so I don't really look into it. And it was just a story that I was reading this morning that in California, there's uh, city ordinances where they're, they're gonna, force people to lock their guns in a locked up container, have it disassembled and with, with a, with the trigger lock. And I looked it up in Massachusetts and I guess in Massachusetts, it's like the same thing. You have to have it locked away somewhere. It can't be loaded. You know, you can't have your gun in, in your drawer or something, or you can't have it under your pillow or under your bed at the ready where you might need it. If someone would break into your house, the reason for this is Liberals or, or just Democrats or people are concerned that kids will get a hold of the gun, that kids are going to shoot themselves or the kids will go to the you know, easy access to the gun. They'll go to school and they'll shoot up the school. Now, I think that is a, a, a legit, hear me out. I, I think that's a legit concern, but I don't blame the kids. I blame the parents. Hear me out. I totally agree that it is a le legit concern of this uh, a state in the United States, this day and age, the kids don't understand that knives and guns kill people. I, I think the uh, kids live in a, in, in a fucked up reality where, remember when we were kids and you got into a fight and it, and it was like, you got into a dust up. It didn't matter who won. Most fights got broken up with the, with the good old, you done, you done, bro. You good. After you say you're good, you guys are kind of locked up. You got to you fuck your eyes fucked up. Your glasses are broken. You got a cut on your face. You good, bro? So, so you guys are both good. And then you shook each other's hands, and then you were probably best friends after that. You got into a dust up. No big deal. Nobody jumped in. There wasn't fifty kids kicking your ass. It was a good old schoolyard fight at three o'clock after school. Two kids got into a beef, and that was it. And if you got your butt kicked, it's still that was it. You got your butt beat in, and then you had a newfound respect for the kid to kick your butt, and the kid that kicked your butt had newfound respect for you because you stuck up for yourself, you were a man, and things were good. Nowadays, it doesn't work like that. Nowadays, kids live in some re reality where they get their butts kicked, and then they go home, and they get dad's gun, they go home, and they get a knife, or they go find their homies, and then they show up when, when, when the kid's walking down the street and they light them up, or they get pissed that they get their butt kicked, and they, oh, they get my ass kicked, and then they go to the school, and they shoot the place up because they're butt hurt that they got their butt, because they got their ass kicked, and it's the parents' fault. Everybody wants to, I've solved the problem on that. 
It's mom and dad's fault. You haven't raised your kids to understand that when, when you when you get into a dust up with someone, you're a man. If you get your butt kicked, you shake the kid's hand. He well, maybe nowadays you don't shake hands because of the coronavirus. I guess you know, maybe you do an elbow dap. But you respect the fact that you got bested. And there's one or two things you can do after that. You could still be pissed about it. And then you could go and you can push ups. You can do sit ups and you could go run in and you could get yourself stronger and then go beat the shit out of the kid later or shake the kid's hand. You got me. You're good, bro. And then you guys become boys. <clears throat> so many friendships have started off, off of a good old fisticuffs at, at after school. No need for weapons. I get scared about that stuff. I, I worry about it here on the streets and the mean, the mean streets of Revere. Plenty of thugs living around. Now, it's not that bad here. But there's kids. When I, when I see, I've told this story before. There was a kid over the summer that was talking trash. Um, he's talking smack on Arcadia Street to a bunch of kids. There's like 20 other kids. And I had to go outside. The kid's not even from the neighborhood. And I had to drag his little ass down the street. I'm like, kid, get out of here. And he, oh, get your hands off me. I remember the kid got all mad. He said, get your hands off me. I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to save you. You're mouthing off to 20 kids. And this isn't like back in the day. These kids, they, 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 trust me, I think these guys have like cut off bats. They got sticks. I'm like, what the fuck? Whatever happened to, to a fair fight? Whatever happened to, hey, one-on-one, -on -one, no one jumps in. Just chill. Let them, let them dust it up. So anyways, I get that kid out of there, but I get nervous that the kid's going to come back. My son's the littlest out of all of them. My my little guy, he's my, my son's 13 years old. There's five-year-olds in the neighborhood that are bigger than him. I mean, these kids are monsters. And I'm like, all right, guys, listen, I have to tell them. I say, hey, guys, look, this kind of stuff is, is unacceptable. My son understands that it's unacceptable. We don't bring weapons to fights. You don't have knives to fights. You don't call 50,000 homies to come down and jump up on one kid. If you want to fight someone, you fight one-on-one. -on -one. You get your butt kicked, great. You win, great. It's mom and dad's fault. That's the problem why you have to have guns locked up at your house because mom and dad haven't done a good enough job explaining to their kids and teaching their kids the proper etiquette. Now, I've already said it. I'm not a gun person. I don't have a gun. I will never own a gun. I just, it, well, one, like I said, I probably won't be able to own a gun because of what happened when it, back in 2008 with the Secret Service. But in general... I just don't have a need for a gun. Do I like to shoot guns? Yes. Well, I like to go to a gun range. Sure. Do I want to go hunting someday with my son? You damn right I do. But I don't. I don't own them. I've never had them around me. My son has had guns around him his entire life. My 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 son could break a gun down. But quite frankly, he's like Forrest Gump with the gun. He could break that that a rifle down and put the. I don't know if you break rifles or shotguns down. Honestly, I don't know. But I know he could break one down, clean one, put the thing back together, and have it ready to go. And he does it every time he uses it. He, he literally, well, if he goes out, uses his gun, his, his grandfather makes him break it down, makes him clean it, makes him put it back together. The thing is, lock it up safely, carry it the right way. And if he doesn't carry it the right way, it, it isn't a conversation with, with, with his grandfather. It isn't, hey, what are you doing? It, it's, it's literally, the, my, my grandfather, his grandfather snatches his little ass up and Narim understands it. He understands the importance because he learned from a young age of how dangerous guns are and that they really can take someone's life and that they are really a weapon of destruction and that they are meant for hunting. They are meant for sport. They, they are meant for if, if you are a game type person. And by that, I mean outside gaming type people. You know, if, if you're going to go hunt game, 
that's what it's meant for. It's not meant to be put pointed at other people. And then, of course, you can own a gun for safety. But the point of owning a gun for safety is that you can have access to the gun when you need it. But for some reason in California, and I guess here in Massachusetts, we have these crazy laws where you have to break your gun down, put in a trigger lock, disassemble the thing, right? And have it locked in a safe. How are you going to get to that when someone breaks into your house? How can I protect my family when a guy wielding a gun breaks into my house? What am I, am I going to throw my sandal at him? That's like I'm going to pick up my deadly sandal and I, and I throw it at the guy? I'm going to get a bullet in my head. The only true deterrent for me is to reach over to my dresser, pull out my gun, and put it in his face and say, what's up, bro? You good, bro? The problem with that is people get think, oh, it's going to cause unnecessary uh, um, unnecessary violence. Bro, you broke into my house. That is unnecessary violence. Where my daughter is, where my son is, where my wife is, my mother-in-law is. I know, two out of the Right? So, you want to protect your family. What are you to do? I'm, I'm serious. Honestly. What are you going to... Are you going to throw your fucking pillow at him? I don't think my pillow makes Kevlar pillows. You're going to chuck your Stan Liddell. Is that the guy's name? Waddell, I don't know. You're going to chuck your pillow at him? Knock him out on his ass? No. No, you're going to be terrified. You're going to be scared to shit. Because some guy's got a gun. And there's nothing you can do about it. Because you can't hit the pause button. Go over to your safe. Open it. Assemble your gun. Wait, open the safe, unzip the bag, assemble your gun, take out the trigger lock, load it, and protect your family. By that time, you, you by that time, uh, uh, you know, he's probably shot you, your wife, your kids, everybody's messed up. But then, if you can get the gun together in time, you get accused. You are the a-hole. You're the scumbag. You've, you've shot. Oh, how dare you shoot somebody who broke into your house into the middle of the night who was wielding a weapon. You become the convict. You become the scumbag. You are the one now going to jail. It's insanity. The more I do this podcast, the, the longer I, I've been doing the podcast for almost a year now, the more I do it, the more I come across ridiculous laws that are basically based around ignorant people. I call them dumb fuck laws, or I call them idiot laws. They're really, it's seatbelt laws is what they are. It's the text message laws. Here in the United States, we we have a ton of idiot laws for people that are dumb because they haven't been taught the right way by mom and dad how to be a normal person. How how to, like, everyone, you don't need to be told to wear a seatbelt. You should know. You don't need to be told that texting and driving is dangerous. Drinking and driving is dangerous. You shouldn't be told that guns are dangerous. You already know. But they have to make laws for the morons that don't get it. They need to protect. That's all they're doing is protecting idiots. They're just, every law, the, uh, literally, this gun safety law, this gun lockup law, is just, it's for morons. It's for idiots that don't understand that they have to keep guns away from their kids. It's idiots that don't understand that they should teach their kids about the gun. They should get their kids familiar with things like this so that they understand the dangers of it, but they're just stupid so the government doesn't, nah, nah, it's cool. We're just going to gonna make them lock them up. And then when someone breaks it, we'll, we'll cross our fingers. Let's roll the dice. Let's, let's, let's roll the dice with the people breaking into someone's home. We'll roll the die. And... 
you know, or, or what's even better is they'll say, you know, there's only, this is my favorite thing. And I, I love throwing this back in people's faces now. So when someone comes to me, when I, when we're talking about safety and they say, well, you know, only like 1% of homes are broken into a year. And I go, yeah. And only 1% of the country got fucking coronavirus and we shut it down. So please get out of my face. I, any time now when somebody says something about safety, they're like, oh, you know, well, you don't even need guns. Like less than 2% of the population get their houses, get broken into and get killed. And I said, oh, well, we don't even need lockdowns because less than 1% of the population has died from coronavirus. Get the fuck out of my face. I can't stand it. It's insanity. People, parent your kids. Teach them the ways of how to be safe. And if they don't want to be safe, God forbid you got angry at your parent. God forbid you made your kid feel bad. Oh my, oh my son is mad. Bro, I don't give a shit. My kids, they, they, they think honestly, they think dad's humbug. They, oh, there comes dad. He's just a miserable bass. And I'm like, no, dad's not miserable. I'm just not going to let you get away with this shit. It ain't, it ain't happening on dad's time. It, you want to go hang out with your boys and try to hide shit from me? I'm going to find out about it. And when I find out about it, the price will be paid. Because that kind of shit is unacceptable as a kid. And it will not be acceptable as an adult when you're a business owner someday. Or when you work for someone. Or when you need to make smart decisions on your feet. You'll be able to do it. Because dad instilled it into your head about what type of person you have to be at all times. It is a gentleman at all times thinking about the next move at all times. Being on top of your fucking game instead of being a whiny bitch when the wind blows. Anyways, those kind of things piss me off. We're running out of time. Ah, I really need to get to that. I, I, I have to. All right, let's do real quick. I want to save it. for Maybe I'll save it for tomorrow. We have to get to remote asses. I have to have to have to talk about this because I called this. I said this before school had started about uh, remote school. Maybe we'll get to ah, We'll do it tomorrow. Because I have to go to work. It's one of those things. I know that some people don't understand what, what the job is. But it's one of those things where you go to work. And you, you work your butt off. And then you receive something uh, you know worth monetary value. Typically it's money in exchange. And then you go out and you, you actually go out into the world. And you buy goods and services with that money. You go buy food or you pay your gas electric bill. And you know that's what normal people do. Some people sit at home and just get paid. Which is pretty cool. But I, I don't do that. I... I get up, I work, and I, I make money. I know that's really foreign. It's it's a it's a crazy concept to think that you would you know get up early to 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 do a podcast because it's your passion to create content and it's your passion to educate the American people and to talk to people about crazy stupid laws that are made for idiots and try to pump people up. But then you got to go to work because I have a real job where I have to make money because. You know, no one just gives me money. I actually get paid. If I want to buy something, I have to use my own cash to do it. So, all right, that that's it. I got to, I got to screw guys. I, I really, you know, it's a short podcast today, but it's because I have to go to work. I'll try to wake up early tomorrow. Check it out. If you like the podcast, please do me a favor. Maybe head over, write a review. That would be great. It helps bump me up so that I get pushed out to more people. The podcast platforms are quite like social media. The more you interact with them, the more people Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts pushes it out to. So if you could go to one of those things, I, mainly I would like you to go to Apple Podcasts. Go there. Give me five stars if you like it. If you don't like it, bro, don't just, just do me a favor. If you got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Right? I think that's from Bambi, by the way. 
um, which I never knew, but I watched Bambi the other day with my daughter. Um, hook me up with some some uh, uh, some nice comments so that I can bump up in line so that more people can get to hear Spazzing Out America's podcast. I truly want to make this a source of revenue for me. I truly want to grow this podcast. I enjoy interacting with my listeners, with you guys, and without you guys, I have nothing, which is true. I always felt like that when I was on the radio, and I feel like it now. I, I can't wait until the coronavirus stuff is done so that we can do things out in the public and we can gather while we do the podcast. I cannot wait to start Podcast Pizza, which is going to be a, a, an outstanding cheese pizza review that will be a segment on Spazzing Out. It'll be a, probably a weekly segment on, on Spazzing Out America's podcast, just one of many things that we'll do on this program. Um, and yes, I, I understand that there are other people that do pizza reviews, but yeah, you know, um, there are, you know, there are, I don't even know how to, how to put it. Just put it like this. I know there are other people that do it, but I love pizza. I've been eating pizza my entire life, so I'm going to do it. And I want to find, in my opinion, the best cheese pizza in Massachusetts and in New England. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Spazzing Out. I hope you guys all have a good day. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll get to remote asses and we'll talk about the child care cartel, which is, there really is, by the way, there's no, there really isn't a fucking child care cartel. I just call the child care people the child care cartel because they absolutely are raping us for the amount of money that they charge. These people charge for, for child care is, is insane. It, it's ridiculous. I, honestly, it'll bring you to damn near poverty just to go to work so that you could pay some idiot to watch your kids. Thank you for listening.